What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. This is 188.5. This is take two of episode 188. Is this, <laughs> is thing, this on? thing on? <laughs> I'm seeing the audio moving. We did just record a, in our opinion, one of our better episodes in a while. And that's just the way it goes sometimes. We had some technical difficulties. The audio was not there, but that's okay because the brights or the lights were too bright for us. The brights, the lights were too bright for us. Game seven is around the corner coming on tonight. We have a, a potential disaster class from the Miami Heat about to be on full display, or it is about to be the ultimate mind games of playoff Hemi Butler where he gives you a little glimmer of hope and he pulls the rug under you just when you <laughs> thought you were getting to the cracker what's going on everybody I'm Joy this is Brooklyn how are we living dude I know we put a lot of energy into the last one but we're, we're still cooking we're still going yeah we we had a great episode but you know this is gonna be a great episode too just just gonna be a little bit shorter yeah just a little, it, little, it, little it, bit it, shorter who's to say what's gonna happen here right? uh, who's to say but I mean <laughs> Going off of everything we talked about, <laughs> I'm excited for tonight. It's going to be dope. We got, like you said, potential disaster class, and I'm always down for that. It's, it's always fun. fun. We, we we got double three O's going on, looking to see who, who actually closes it out tonight. So, sick. Game six. Let, let's just jump into that. Yeah, the, game the, six. The series, the series has been, obviously, um, on both ends, very weird. But game six was nuts. Game six was wild because, you know, you're looking at the game and Boston essentially was just should have won this game. Like straight mm. away. They had like a 14 point lead at some point. They wind up blowing the lead that they developed over the game. Of course, it goes down to the last minute. Uh, the Heat wind up getting an opportunity to go up in the last three seconds of the game. Jimmy gets fouled. They have to review it. It is a foul. Is it a two? Is it a three? It is a three. Jimmy hits all the shots. I know the two-minute report came out. A lot of Heat fans were mad about this. Turns out the two-minute report was actually in favor of the Heat. Like the, They got away with some calls that they probably shouldn't have. And uh, But that's always the copium when you lose, right? We didn't lose because we lost. We lost because the refs suck. The classic. Yeah. <clears throat> so I know that was the whole thing. Jimmy goes to the line. He hits all three of his shots. And then one of the most miraculous buzzer beaters in you league history. <laughs> and outside of like the Kawhi game seven winner, obviously, unless we got one tonight, which we might eight o'clock that game's happening tonight. This is one of the biggest shots in the history of the league, because if the Celtics do wind up coming back from this, they will be the only team in the history of the NBA, to come back down 3-0 in a playoff series and win it. And it'll be 100% because of Derek White and that tip-in that he had. Yeah, we're, we're looking at a 150-1 and on, on the history side of, of this record. Nobody ever coming back. But, yeah, it, it could definitely be one of the biggest because, like, Kawhi was cool. And, and don't get me wrong, that's, that's up there with the best. But... The fact that Marcus Smart puts this up and then with point one seconds on the clock, Derek White goes heads and puts it back in. That's ridiculous, bro. <laughs> that's ridiculous. And he you're, gets you're just getting the offensive strong. board is crazy. Like if you're a heat, you got to swat that ball away and just kill the clock. He gets the board. He puts it up. 
end, and we were talking about this on on uh, <laughs> the other point five of the of this episode, but I I was giving mad props to just the Celtics on that play call because I didn't realize this on on the first couple of watches, but Derek White was the one who inbounds this ball, so he inbounds it to Marcus Smart, and then what was dope about this play he slides over to the three. So like Marcus could have dished it back out to him and he was wide open. But the fact that he, he was still on go and goes in for the rebound, gets it. And you still had Tatum on the other side, potentially to get the rebound. If it goes on the right side, all around great draw up by the coach. Great, great execution too. And I mean, big shout out to Derek white. That is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, just an unlikely hero. And I mean, uh, if Derek White is uh, an inch shorter or his hairline's an inch further back, the ball probably doesn't go in. It's literally point one on the clock and it gets off his fingertips. They do win it at the buzzer. Crazy. Heat blow a 3-0 lead. And now we are tied 3-3. to And I mean, there's a bunch of reasons for it, right? Gabe Vincent was out. He's clearly not 100%. Uh, Jimmy Butler shot 25% in game six. That's not what you need out of your your best guy. Uh, yeah. You're seeing Jalen Brown become like a relevant player in this series now, which he wasn't for the first four games. So yeah. that is obviously a factor because he's the second or third best player in this series. Uh, and you can't let the third best player in the series who's had a bad series then get hot. That's just like how to lose a series 101, right? So... Mm-hmm. he starts playing better. Jimmy shoots poorly. And he said after the game that like, if he shoots a little bit better, they win. If he shoots 25%. They win. He didn't even shoot 25% for the field. So that's a big part of it. I will say the Celtics had 12 turnovers in this game and they still managed to squeak it out. That is pretty impressive. Uh, especially when they were like not shooting the three very well, they turned it over a lot. Like that's usually a recipe for disaster. But here they are, and they're one win away from doing the impossible. The first team to ever force a Game 7 and beat a home team, which I don't know if that's more of an indictment on them or uh, impressive because that means no higher seed has ever been down 3-0 and came back to force it to a 7. So, Shout out. Um, It brings up uh, the question, who who got more more pressure to go ahead and win this game. Obviously you got Miami hoping that they, they don't blow a three, nothing lead and become the first team to ever give it up. And you obviously got the Celtics trying to be the first team to ever come back three Oh, and <clears throat> go ahead and change that number to 150 and one. So who who's coming into this game with a lot more pressure on their, on their side. It's, it's an interesting question because there's so many weird little things that kind of go into that, right? The Heat shouldn't necessarily be here. Like, how often do you ever see an eight seed in the conference finals? You've seen it three times ever. So, mm-hmm. like, it th- th- doesn't really happen. Uh, they were also a play-in team with the play-in tournament, which we've yelled about how much we hated it. But here they are, a game away from being in the finals from the play-in. So, that's pretty impressive. Everything they've been playing with is just house money, which is probably why they've been so loose and played so well because it's just like hey man just go out there and ball if you guys play well you're probably going to win some games and they've done that and they last three games probably felt a little bit of pressure like oh my god we're one away from the finals there's pressure there and then 
you know, you start to remember last year. They go seven against the Celtics. They wind up losing in game seven to the Celtics. Jimmy comes back after that game, says, we'll be back. We'll be better. We know what to do. Well, they've had three opportunities to close this out and be better. Mm-hmm. They've failed in all three of those. And part of that weight goes to Jimmy Butler. Like, he has not been particularly fantastic in this series. He's been pretty good. He's definitely not been the best player in this series. He's been completely outplayed, but for the most part, by Jason Tatum, uh, at least numbers-wise. Obviously, Jimmy brings more than just scoring and his, his hustle and his defense and his leadership on this team and his poise. Like, those all are important factors. But Jason Tatum's pretty clearly been the best player in terms of singular players and what they bring. So, um, I feel like I want to say that he'd have more pressure. And I know the Celtics shouldn't be in this situation, but they haven't played their best basketball, especially in those first three games. They just didn't. Game four, they looked incredible. That was the type of Celtics team that we were used to seeing. That shoot lights out, the ball is moving. They're, they're, they're pesky on defense, even though their defense has been way worse than we've kind of hoped and expected. Um, but they played pesky defense that game. And it wound up crushing the heat in game four. And I think that is more of a norm and something we can maybe expect from them. Whereas the Heat have been so carefree for a majority of these playoffs. Mm-hmm. And now there's pressure for once. And like this is the first, like, we literally have to win this game. They haven't been to a game seven yet in this run. Obviously, they had to win their play-in game, but it was against a team maybe half as talented <laughs> as the Celtics. I mean, there might not have been big on maybe. <laughs> there might not have been a combined amount of talent. Who do they even play in the in their eight first in their second game in the play? I don't even remember. It was either the it was either the the Hawks or the the Bulls. I don't remember. They weren't that good. And that was the most pressure filled game they've had so far. Yeah. So it's a it's a different feel. It's in Boston, like I mentioned earlier, and they're playing a much more talented team. So I think the pressure is more on them because they have to overcome this momentum that the Celtics have brought this unfamiliar feeling at least this playoff run of backs against the wall and they're on the verge of being on the wrong side of history I think that he'd have the most pressure that that's fair and it, it's very understandable and <clears throat> it, it's easy to agree with that and part of me does but on the other end like being on the wrong side of history, absolutely. But even just being, even having the opportunity to make history has a lot of pressure that comes with it. A whole lot of it, and sometimes even more than like trying to make it not happen. So I, I do think coming into this, the, the lights obviously are going to be super, super, super bright. For the Celtics, and we we've talked about winning four in a row is tough. It it is very very tough, and obviously we've yet to see it in the series. Would would Miami not being able to close it out? And now the Celtics have have the chance, but um, it, it's gonna be tough, man. But I I do have confidence in them that they could do it just off of the fact that I I love their mentality. What how I've seen them after every game in the in the locker room, all that. It's like, all right, cool. We we got it. Don't don't get happy. Like we we ain't do nothing yet. Go go ahead. Let let's keep on getting another one. Getting another one. Bring it to game seven. 
I, I do think it, it's going to be tough for them, though. Like, even though it's at home, and normally that you, you want to be at home, mm. but now, now you got everybody watching you. They, they watching you. They, they're ready for it to happen. They're ready to celebrate. They're ready, they're ready to, to celebrate. celebrate. <clears throat> so what are you guys going to do? Did you see I, the uh, report that courtside tickets are going for $35,000 for this game? Nah. <laughs> 35 bands. So there's some money putting that pressure on you. Yeah. So I do think coming into this game with, with the looseness that the Heat have done will help them. And I don't think it changes too much now that like their back's against the wall. But I feel like they'll play better with that. Maybe. I, I feel like having that cushion of like, okay, we can lose. Has been a detriment to them. I do think so. I, I feel like they took their foot off the gas a little bit, all that. So I, I think the pressure is on Boston. And I mean, with that being said, that doesn't mean like Boston's cooked just because of that. Like <laughs> this series has every chance of, of going Boston's way. I just don't think it will. So, You know what's the best part about this Game 7, though? What? The fact that there's no Chris Paul or James Harden in it because one of the officials will be Scott Foster tonight. So, thankfully, not one of his arch-nemesis basketball players are in it. I don't know why that's a thing, but um, Scotty Foster is going to be one of the officials for this game. Um... I, I'm just concerned. Like, Jimmy has built up such a playoff. This is one of the greatest players to ever be a playoff player, right? Like, he puts up year after year fantastic performances in the playoffs, especially with the Heat. Um, he's already been to a finals, been to a conference final. This is his third conference final on the team for a team that probably shouldn't have been to any of them realistically, but he's been the main catalyst for it. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to take away a whole legacy based off of one game, one series. But when you're the only guy to potentially do it and you're the best player on the team to allow this to happen, you're going to be the crooked number if you lose this game on that 150 and one. You are the crooked yeah. number. You are that that lone loss that I don't imagine happens again for a long, long time. Because like I mentioned last week, I don't think this is even like possible. Obviously, the Heat are like a worst talented team in general. Um, I don't think the talent discrepancy is as far as we probably would have thought coming into the playoffs with how the Heat bench has played and the rotational guys have played. Obviously, they're out Tyler Hero and Oladipo that I think probably make them worse all in all uh, as a team and a a cohesive unit. But there's no way, there's no way that Jimmy Butler would allow himself to be that one. I just don't see it. I don't see no, it. No, neither. And, no, and, the, and the pressure of the scoring is way less on him. Like, we kind of talked about this on the, the previous attempt at this episode, but Jason Tatum has to score, like, 35 tonight. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler doesn't have to score 35 to make it a successful game for him. He can put up 24, four board, or, like, seven boards, two assists, and be a pest on defense, and get the points when it matters and shoot 80% from the line. And that's a great Jimmy line that you're like, he went off. Whereas Jason Tatum in game sevens in his career 
is putting up 28.8 a game, nine boards, 5.3 assists, 48% shooting, 50 per three, 81 from the from the line. That's a tough line to have to go to. And that's the president that he set for himself. Last game five, last series, I guess a way better team in the Philadelphia 76ers. He put up 51, the most ever in a game seven. He's not putting up 51 again. Now, granted, they no. destroyed them. Like, the, he, they didn't need 51 from him in that game. That was just like a man. He just went off and it was demoralizing. And, you know, 76ers got ran off the court. But he's going to have to put up some type of Herculean effort to some extent 30, 35, 38, something like that to make it a successful game for him and to impact the game in the same way that Jimmy's 24 is going to impact the game. No doubt. So, um, I'm just excited for it, dude. Like this, this series, too. this series has been so weird and has been some of like the grossest basketball I've seen at times. Right. It, it's felt like some one team or the other has had just like no fight at times. Game three, I've never seen a more dejected team in my life than I saw with the, the Boston Celtics. They looked like they were just ready to go to Cancun, sip some mimosas with Devin Booker and and, and Jalen Brunson. You, you, you almost got cooked by 30. It was bad, and they looked bad. They looked <laughs> like they didn't care. And then clearly uh, there's been a turnaround. Uh, I know uh, Al Horford said uh, after game three, like, hey, forget the team meeting, forget the um, the film room. We're, we're gonna go to Top Golf. <laughs> we're gonna do like a team bonding experience. Just woo saw. Let's have some fun. Remember that we like each other. You know, and <laughs> maybe that worked. Maybe they were too hard on themselves in the first couple of games. They're like film, film, film. The Heat are a weird team to study film on because like the film from the season doesn't even count. They're not even the same team. They don't play the same way at all. Nah. So it's like <clears throat> one of those things. I'm pretty excited about it. I also had one more stat. Most Game 7 wins by active players. Al Horford has 7. Jalen Brown has 6. Marcus Smart has 6. LeBron has 6. Jason Tatum has 5. This team has Game 7 experience. How many have they won? Those are the wins. So Horford is 7. Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, 6. So this this Celtics nucleus has won 6. Tatum's won 5. So they won 1 before him. Fair enough. So, there's experience. And I know that he's got plenty of experience, too, but. Stop going to game sevens, Boston. Six yeah, wins close, in game seven? Win a series, bro. Close close it out, dog. Close it out. <laughs> what are we doing? What is y'all doing? For Like, actually, what are we doing? Jokic just won in five and five, or five, six, and four. Don't worry, it's going to be five again. It's going to be five again. Whoever wins this series is getting absolutely... The uh, the, the term I used last time was a shovel over the head. They're turning into Sharkeisha. They're getting mollywopped. They're getting sand, like falcon punched to the face by Jokic and and the gang. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, Damian Lillard live the other day, but somebody said, damn, Dame, your beard's looking like Jamal Murray. And he laughed at first, then realized what they mentioned. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. He was like, <laughs> got real serious real fast. And uh, that man, 
the the nap the nappy headed one himself is uh is lurking in the shadows for whoever wins this game seven and <laughs> nappy boy radio coming at you live yeah, way too live way too live give me Which a prediction for this game game seven I'm... in the garden the, the the fake garden don't don't do that the fake garden don't it's the garden don't, bro don't. it's the fake I, garden I, I know i hate it in the fake garden game seven who are you taking and give me some points I got Miami winning this game. I think all that game seven hoopla is going to end because there, there has to be a point. You're, you're not going to win every single game seven. It's not going to happen. Uh, stop. <laughs> so I got the heat. I'm going with a low scoring ish affair. I, I don't think uh, we're, we're going to go too crazy unless like we just get a, a, battle between the uh, mid-off <laughs> the mid-off yeah we get a mid-off between uh jimmy and deuce's dad but um i'm going 95 89 miami okay okay um i'm also gonna take the heat in this game i don't know why it just it just feels right uh i'm going a much higher scoring affair i think the heat win by probably about seven ish i think they have a lead for most of the game i think they command the game for the most part it gets close then you get a Gabe Vincent three or Duncan Robinson three when you're not even sure they were even on the court and you're like, what the hell? He went by seven, 110 to 103. They avoid a disaster class, even though I will still consider this a disaster class. Oh, it definitely is. And uh, the Heat get the honor of giving Jokic their first ever title. And it'll be history kind of repeating itself a little bit because the Miami Heat will give an international future Hall of Famer superstar, his first ring. So shout out to Dirk. Shout out Jokic. This Denver team might be a dynasty. They have to win at first, obviously, but like they have that type of potential right now. And that's what I'm feeling. Happy we're on the same page on that. Shout out to the Celtics though, man. They, they did make a crazy comeback and I wouldn't be shocked if they won this game at all. Uh, yeah, re- regardless, it's impressive. And obviously if they they do complete the comeback it's one of the best in sports history yeah it it might be it's the biggest in basketball history i don't know where it lines up in sports obviously single games and series are different Um, it's up there but boston would then have two of the the 3-0 comebacks with the red sox first the yankees and then obviously the celtics here against miami so that would that would be a city of comebacks and then you would never hear the end of it and that sounds horrible to me you you would never but it's not like this is happening in in early rounds this is happening in the conference finals you come back to win it and go to the nba finals yeah so if this also happens i didn't mention this but if this happens you will get a content drop from me on TikTok or Twitter or wherever it goes, of um, me potentially eating a shoe. I, I unprovoked brought this up last week that I would eat a boot, then change the shoe. If either of the three O leads were lost, the the Denver Nuggets did not let me down. They never do, except for every year that they always have. Um, <laughs> but I will have to eat a shoe. I will say there's an amendment on that where I will not swallow it. I do not want to ruin my body. This is a temple. You will not put diesel in this Ferrari, <laughs> but I will give a couple munches on a shoe. I got to find one, maybe wash it first. Let's hope that doesn't even happen. Let's hope that doesn't happen. 
And can we have a viewer send in a shoe? No. <laughs> no. Actually, false. Yes. Yes. Udonis Haslam, send me one of your game worn shoes. It'll be the freshest shoe I'll ever eat. <laughs> so, yes. I didn't know UD is uh, out here, friend of the pod. He's Shout catching out. strays as a friend of the pod. Shout out Udonis, uh, our biggest fan, actually. And you know what one of our biggest fans have and all of our biggest fans have? This brand new Spectators corduroy hat. This was a limited drop, so if you guys didn't get one, there's a good chance you can't right now. But we are getting more of them. So if you're interested in getting this corduroy, it's a cream and the blue. We got a nice little graffiti Spectators Media SM logo on the top. If you're interested, let us know. We're getting a new order in probably within the next month and a half or so. Um, if you didn't get the initial drop, that's okay because you'll just have to have the FOMO for that month. And that's tough. But I know you'll 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 be wanting one and let us know. Shout out, send a message to us on our personals, on the spectators, at spectators media, at Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, if you want one. And we'll we'll get you ready for a little pre-sale type of a deal. That way we can lock you in and make sure you get it on the next drop. So make sure you guys are doing that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Like and subscribe to this episode on YouTube if you're on there or wherever you're listening to it. I appreciate you guys so much. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Hopefully one take. So have a good one, everybody. Take it easy. Peace.